Griff, that lag between you and me, baby. That's the power of fiber. No oh, I lag. can feel it. Instant. I can feel it. It's like you're in the room with me. I can smell you through the internet. Tra- Griffin, count back and forth just with me, okay? Okay, ready. Check this. Check this out. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Holy fucking shit, right? man. This I is was like, worried it wouldn't be appreciable, but it's like it's, I'm in the room with ins- my brother, baby. It's quantum, baby. I'm like, I'm a, it's like I'm in the room with my own brother. Quantum of solace. More like quantum, quantum of friendship. Fr- quantum of friendship. Quantum of fraternity. Quantum of fraternity. Yeah, man. a better name for this show. Russ and Chris, you guys got to get this fucking fiber, man. You guys got to get into fiber. <laughs> I have fiber. Me, it only took me four months and eight technician visits and me <laughs> drilling through my own goddamn walls to, to get this beautiful connection. But guess what? That hole juice, that's where the light shines in. And the light is me. I'm in the room with you. Thank Beaming you, directly in. Do you want to say the name of your internet service provider just to give them some free no, advertising? No, no free pub. <laughs> I can't have even a hear you, Russ. It's like I'm listening to an old-timey phonograph. You don't have a name for one string that's connecting two soup canes. There's it's more just a really long string. You guys understand this? It's string theory. What? My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best games of 2024. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I'm going to take a real good guess at it. My name is Ross Frostick, and I know the best games of the week. Welcome to the Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. It is a video game club. In 2024, it will be stronger than ever. Okay. That's a new announcement I meant to tell you guys. This is our year. <laughs> For the besties. Why am I so sure? Because this year is just absolutely chock-a-block with, with great stuff. Like what, Chris? Play? Give me one fucking example. What if I told you that Yakuza game is coming back, but they're oh not calling God. it Yakuza this time, and it's got Animal Crossing in it? I mean, I'm hooked, and I think you will be too, <laughs> listener, uh, right after this brief commercial message. Y'all... You already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rocketmoney.com slash besties.
I have to, before we start, I love this episode. This is always a very fun episode for me. Mm-hmm. I yeah. have to, I think it would be worth going through our, what are we looking for in 2023 list? Because there's some stuff on there. I'm just going to go through it. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, wait, wait, that, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Before we even do that, oh, we have shit. some housekeeping. Uh-oh. Okay. Yes. That okay, relates yeah. to 2023. Okay. And it is a very important thing that needs to be addressed. Okay. Did you finish Baldur's Gate 3? I finished Baldur's Gate 3. And for people, I'm sure everyone has listened, but in case you haven't, there was some discussion about the ending of Baldur's Gate 3 maybe uh, falling short and uh, essentially letting Zelda edge it out and have because of the fact that Griffin was the only one that had played the ending of Baldur's Gate 3 at the time. The only he real the gamer only in the four, I, the quartet mm-hmm. here. Just to, to further the table setting, I myself also uh, went back into Baldur's Gate in an attempt to finish it. I, unlike Russ, had Christmas to contend with, so I did not have <laughs> as much free time. <laughs> I had I, eight days to I contend had with. eight days of busy. That's, I, okay, Adam said it was eight crazy nights, so I'm assuming you had the days to yourself. <laughs> that is what my, my assumption would be. But uh, I did play another, um, Eight hours or so um, got through the, if you guys know, the Iron Throne. Yeah. Did that. Uh, and I am, I did not finish the game, so take this for what it's worth. I'm more convinced than ever that it is our best game of the year. Some of the best stuff of this game happens like late. No, I'm not. I'm just saying we're, we're to lock it in amber. I, I but, think, but it I wasn't know, you. I, Fro- I, I was going to make a rush to play it, and I was enjoying playing it so much when I got back into it. That I was like, I'm not gonna rush it for the for for okay. I just but I can't Russ did, it. and I'm curious yes, to hear from to the only the other true gamer of the quartet, like how it hit you. Right, Justin's opinion is worthless. Yes, clearly, it's just Griffin and I. And let me just say, Baldur's Gate Three is our game of the year. Okay, fine. All right, <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, the okay. ending rules. Uh, the the pro uh, the epilogue is great. It's exactly what you would want from an epilogue. Great. And I was able to complete all the, like, tasks for my various people. I know Griffin. Here's the problem. Griffin was too much of a gamer and played the game when it was still a little bit broken. Yeah, And now it's, while slightly broken, 99% not broken. I will will also say, for whatever it's worth, folks at home, if you're, like, struggling, uh, I I lowered down that difficulty in the interest of just, like, seeing as much stuff as I could. It's still pretty hard <laughs> like there's still things can go still go really bad yeah. but uh i've been, really been enjoying that okay zelda tears of the kingdom great uh starfield mm, final fantasy 16 that one we didn't even discuss i in liked the, it in the goatee discussions oh not in okay. the goatee no no there was a lot oh, of heat yeah. behind Which it one was that i'm so sorry final fantasy 16 that the was one with, with all the cutscenes. Oh, right, right, right okay that was a cool game yeah that was a cool final fantasy i didn't uh, finish it. it was cool diablo 4 Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Hollow Knight Silk Song, beautiful, Atomic Heart, are you sure? Judas. Really, guys? Judas, I don't know what that is. Suicide Squad, Judas was Ken Levine's thing, right? No, Judas was the game that looked like it was Ken Levine's thing, but was completely different studio. No, Judas is Ken Levine's thing. Oh, it is? Judas is Ken Levine. Suicide Squad. Well, Suicide Squad, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, nope, Pragmata, don't know what that is, Stalker 2, did it? Fire Emblem Engage, okay, Armored Core 6, cool, Redfall, are you sure, guys? Alan Wake 2, The Wolf Among Us 2, and Playdead's new game. Wolf Among Us 2? Yeah. 
Some Did stuff you guys know that in there. 2023, the year of our Lord 2023, there was a new Telltale game, The Expanse? Did you guys know that came out last year? No. Did not. I know, know right? No. Like, it's it's wild. Just um, want to say, take everything we're about to say with a grain of salt, because sometimes the shit we say is bad, and sometimes it doesn't exist. Yeah. So. <laughs> Agreed. Um, okay, so with that all, uh, that was a lot of table setting, but yeah. I think we're going to start diving into what we are most excited for for the year. And some of these games definitely will not come out this year. And as Griffin said, some of them will be awful. But we're going to try. I don't think any of us are bringing Silk Song, which is a first for the last five years, which is exciting. I mean, I'm bringing it next year, so it'll be great for next year. Great. (laughs) Chris, do you want to start? Because Chris has a pretty firm heart out on this episode. Yeah, I I have school this guy. I have three games, and they are all number one with the bullet. Somehow that's possible. But the one I want to start with is Dragon's Dogma 2. Because yes, baby. Can't Justin, fucking wait. I should have listened to you so much. I, I really should have listened to you a long time ago. Because this is exactly your type of um, uh, hurt little puppy game that I also love. I'm in the early stages of becoming a Dragon's Dogma 1 weirdo. And... This game is nothing like people had described it to me. That that was it's the biggest surprise. It's wholly original. It is. People, when it came out, I think it got knocked because people were like, hey, this is like Dark Souls and Monster Hunter. And it's very little like either of them. Yeah. It is a big open world action RPG where you spend a whole lot of time spamming attacks with you have a an AI party of dungeoneers. Um, pawns. pawns some of whom are called some of whom are pl- made by other players which is great yeah so you make one of your own pawns um and then you can pick two pawns from this magical realm aka like a video game server that is made from these <laughs> well, other, take the know. magic out of it play <laughs> well, i mean Jeez. you know i just like to know how it works um i like to crack it open um my pawn is basically irish andre the giant and they have a voice option in this game that is just andre the giant and let me tell you going through a dungeon and having a pawn uh andre the giant give you advice feels really really great sure um but yeah, it just it's a really 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 fun dungeon game and it also does it also does a lot of stuff that is unique to itself and other people but it makes sense contextually mm. contextually but it doesn't make sense in the wider swath of the world of video games. Like the way the this game does teleports is oh, yeah. absolutely wild. You have to find these weird crystals and then, like, use them in a certain spot. And you're basically like, creating your own waypoints where you think they'd be the most useful. It's wild. Like, it's, it's, I don't think other games do it. It's it also clever the context, first right? time you get one of those crystals, you have to like walk down, down, down into a dungeon. It takes a very long time. You get the, the crystal, and it's like, hey, congratulations, fast travel works. Unfortunately, you do need to decide where you want to travel to. So you're going to have to climb all the way back up where you just came from. Um, which sounds awful, but it's actually quite funny. The game has like a weird, I guess maybe that's the Dark Souls of it all. It does have kind of a weird um, antagonistic sense of humor. Um, but yeah, the, the sequel looks almost like the same game watching the trailer, just with a few bigger bosses uh, and obviously much better visuals. So I'm curious how much of it a sequel it is versus kind of a like, hey, we're rebooting the series. Man, um, I don't know. Yeah. The first Dragon's Dogma rules on so many levels and sucks also, which is what, why I love it so much is that there's a lot of stuff that is not good. It's good ideas done badly, which makes me very excited for the potential of a sequel and ironing out some of those kinks. 
Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I have not even hit the bad stuff yet. And I don't know if that's because I'm playing the Vita updated bad. version. I think it's kludgy a little bit. I don't know. Oh, did update it, but it is like, I know what you're saying. Like, I, I don't think I'm not in a hurry to rush back to, to DD1. No. Yes. I, I, it is a me- messy. I, I um, will say I tried it because it was on sale uh, on a Steam sale over the break. Um, I think it was like five bucks. And everyone looks like mutants. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, faces no, are just like it, so it horrifying. Was, uh, <laughs> it was delicious uh, Monster Factory fodder when it first. Oh came yeah, out. you can become like mm-hmm. like a like a thin man, like a what are the what's the thin, <laughs> who's the skull the scary guy who lives in the trees Slenderman? and wears a suit? Thin man, Slender Man, Carl Thin Tree, Thin Tree, Thin Tree Man. That'll be yeah. Fresh, you have you have one you want to share? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm not convinced this is going to happen this year. Uh, because we haven't heard uh, anything about it since that initial kind of announcement. But Elden Ring Shadow of the Erd Tree is the DLC to Elden Ring, a game that I might have as my number one game of ever. And uh, as we all know, From Software does like amazing DLCs. And I think this one will be great whenever it actually drops. But yeah, they've been extremely quiet about it i was expecting some sort of trailer or something during the game awards didn't happen but if you are at a nut for uh elden ring lore like i have been watching all the youtube insanity of people trying to track it just the idea of knowing like what mikola has been up to who's a character that hasn't been touched on really at all in the main game only kind of subtextually i'm very excited about it i feel like this dlc is going to come with a demo disc for hollow knight silk song <laughs> I feel like that's that is the uh, extent to which it that is, is an epic crossover. <laughs> I I feel like this is not in the realm of the the uh, this is not in the shadow realm that Silk Song has been in. Um, but it is surprising because like how many DLCs do you know of that like came the game came out? After, what was it yeah. two years ago now? And we still haven't seen a DLC for it. That's like crazy. That's very. Wasn't weird. that Resident Evil Seven? Did its DLC take that long? I feel like there's no one knows. seen that. Yeah, yeah. Who, 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 who. <laughs> um, but I'm very, very excited about it. Yeah. I, y'all, are you, are you all as excited for Unicorn Overlord as I am? I don't know what that is. Yeah, that it's game. new one on me. Is well, it Jeff Minter? It sounds you. like Jeff Minter. It's the new game from the developer of 13 Sentinels, Vanilla. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> what a wild. Out. Well, you All see, right. they have to they have to get the unicorn powers to become the overlord. It, it kind of makes sense when you say it out loud. Um, they always do something very, very different. This time they're doing, hey, Fresh, you're going to actually want to play this, a modern mm-hmm. take on 90s tactics RPGs. Okay, uh, like that. And that you play as an exile. Yeah, you play as an exiled prince. And you are amassing a giant army across all these different kingdoms to go take on the bad dude who took your throne. And, and... It looks like they're toning down the fan service this time. That's and good. like putting all of that energy into like beautiful food, anime food. So I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna get you all to try it. Um, but I I can't guarantee how it will go. But I'm I personally am very excited for it. I'll play it. I do have concerns. It was so much talky talky between the gamey gamey of Thirteen Sentinels that uh, you know well, that, that was only it was a visual would... novel. <laughs> 
So that right. So I guess is this also sense. a visual novel with some tactics elements to it? No, it's a, when they make games, they are truly whatever the thing that they're making is. So like they've they've made like a hack and slash game that is a hack and slash game. Yeah, you know, oh, okay. it'll have some dialogue, but they 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 commit to the bit. Yeah, and then uh, last one I have for y'all before I head out. Like a dragon, infinite wealth. I set oh. it up up top. Mm. Are we going? Are, are we going to play this? Because I, I, <laughs> I think Freshik is um, on I'm, a firm. I'm kind of no done. More. <laughs> he feels like I he's mean, been tricked. This should be an episode we should have from time to time, where like we all pitch games to try to get the other ones to play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've played three Yakuza games at this point. With these and I like. I, okay, Russ, tell me how close this is to your experience. I like them. You know, I stopped playing. <laughs> I like it pretty good, and then I don't play it anymore. Yeah, sure, man. That's In how it goes with all games, I would say. Every game <laughs> yeah. is like that. No, 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 but I, the stop playing it is like... Before you're supposed to. That, like, yeah. Yeah, before you're before it says game over in flashing white pixelated letters when you're supposed to quit. Thank um, you for playing. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Insert more. Yeah, uh, my experience is I like the combat sometimes, but they spend a lot of time on the narrative, and the narrative is... In my opinion, I know a lot of people like it. I find it incredibly boring. Um, This is, it should be noted, the sequel to the RPG, uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, which I played through all of last year and really, really loved. So, Chris, I did like the tone of that one. Yes, it seems like this one's going to be pretty much the same tone based on all of the trailers uh, that that have come out for it. So, the wackier, the better. If it can be consistently wacky from beginning to end, or at least 90% wacky, I am totally for it. The problem is, so frequently. I find myself in a cutscene talking about like Yakuza politics about how this boss fucked over this boss and it, he's really upset about it. I, and that goes on for like 40 minutes. So if we can avoid that, I'm all for I it. I think you'll be happy because I feel like the bit of the mainline Yakuza games is the hero is kind of the straight man who is then surrounded by silliness. In, yeah. in the new Like a Dragon games, Ichiban is like also goofy. Um, yes. And... There, there's, there's just more consistency in the goofiness. A very quick selling point for people who might actually want to try this. Like Griffin said, it is a turn-based RPG now. The series has evolved, um, and uh, you build up Evolve your own parties. Back to the mid nineties, <laughs> yeah, intentionally. I mean, it's, it's, it's a whole Dragon Warrior uh, pastiche. Yes, and the this one is set in Hawaii. Uh, so it's like beautiful, colorful setting. And as I mentioned at the very top, it has, as always, lots of very, very, uh, deep mini games throughout. And one in this is a Animal Crossing clone, which looks absolutely delightful. Um, I know that none of us will finish this game because it has been described. You will. It's been described as the longest Yakuza game, I believe, by far. Do you um, not? I mean... No. You must know me by now. Griffin you must know me by now. That, that's true. That's true. That's true. You, you got to know how it ends. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly really looking forward to it. I am like waiting for a view code to appear in my inbox. I oh, January 26th on this one. This one's real oh, soon. Oh, I didn't realize it was so soon. Yeah, it's baby. very soon. Gotta make time. Can't fucking yeah. wait. Soon for it. All right. Well, I think Chris, Chris needs to roll, but we do have a ton of additional games so he's gonna we're gonna send him off farewell chris it's been fun bye maybe bye christopher he'll be back soon i'll see you later uh, bye
Bye. And I've got a game called Baby Steps that I'm very excited about. Is there, okay. is there, do we know, I know that this is the new Bennett Foddy Jam, maker yes. of Quop and Getting Over It. Do we know anything else about the game? I mean, they've shown gameplay, and the gameplay is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Okay, Because it is it a grown adult man in a onesie, I guess, or like a union suit, perhaps, walking across like a, it kind of looks like the Death Stranding, like Iceland landscape, but using the animations of like a quop so like the awkward like walking animations of quop or um the awkward controls of uh getting up with what was that game called getting up getting, getting up with mark echo mark <laughs> echo's getting up um wow that's uh, a ben that no game one, i no I, one's going I, I should mention there are uh, a few other people working on the game it's not just bennett uh gabe Kuzillo and Maxi Bach are also working on it. Shit, this um, and this funny. is going to be published by Devolver. It's supposed to be coming, supposed to be coming out this year. Uh, it looks dope. It might be. I think at the very least it'll be very funny. I don't know how m- much fun it will be, but I think it'll be very funny I'm, to watch and I probably mean, be every a bit of a streaming str- moment. Yes, every streamer in the world is going to stream this game. So go ahead and yeah. get used to seeing it. Uh, seeing this this man's generous behind. It is funny just because, like, the more realistic the graphics get, the funnier it gets. Because yes. you're contrasting that with the, like, insane physics of a Bennett Foddy game. Yes. So I think there's a lot of lot of potential there. <laughs> Are you watching, watching video, too? It's so yeah, good. it's really good. So fucking funny. I don't want to play it, but I want to watch somebody else play it. <laughs> um, I can do one of mine. Yeah, do do one of yours, please. It was on the list last year, baby, and we're going to oh, bring God. it on back home. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. This one I actually think is coming out this year. Yeah, this one's out pretty soon. soon. It's February, right? Yeah, I mean, I fucking love Final Fantasy VII. I thought Final Fantasy VII Remake, which came out uh, now four years ago, uh, just absolutely slapped Wow. Ass. And uh, yeah, How was that fucking year. four years ago? That's crazy. four years ago. That's, uh, yeah, Jesus. Uh, and I'm, I, 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 it's going to cover a lot of my favorite stuff from Final Fantasy VII. Um, I was talking to friend of the show, Jason Schreier about this. I have no recollection of anything that happens after they leave Midgar. That's like none. Wild. That's so wild. You don't remember? Uh, <laughs> I know there's grass, and there's I know Cosmo they Canyon. Meet the, they go to Cosmo they meet Canyon. the Cat Boy. I don't yeah. remember what happens to Cosmo Canyon. That already happened meet- in remake. Uh, they what? folded Red Red Thirteen, I believe is his name. Uh, in, in into remake. Oh, the Yuffie DLC, which I didn't play. Nope, it was just in the core game. Uh, then you got the uh, Gold Saucer, Golden Saucer. You got the Forgotten Capital, which I believe is where things get a little nasty. Um, Where does Kate Sith join you? Gold Saucer. Gold Saucer. Okay, that that I do remember. I remember Kate Sith. I like Kate Sith a lot. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be good. What about that? What about that dog or cat? Yeah. Yeah, So red, red, red (laughs) thirteen. We we did mention we did mention him. That's a very Vincent Valentine name to miss. Yes. Uh, I am honestly a little bit worried that I, I, this thing's out, I think, in February, February 29th. Yeah. Uh, I might need to play Remake because this is, I mean, it used to just be the one game. Back in my day, Final Fantasy VII was one game, uh, and a lot of stuff happens in the first part of it that it's, <laughs> it seems... It's got to be a three-hour-long YouTube 
like video There's that gotta it, be gotta uh, yeah, be i'm excited i'm really excited for uh i mean i the the soundtrack for final fantasy 7 remake is incredible i'm like excited just to sort of have my hands on on that uh and uh the way that they sort of changed and upended some of the plot in in the first part of the game makes me wonder how wild they're gonna get with the you know the plot in the second part and yeah i'm just just really looking forward to it it's also just fun to play it's a fun game to play remake and I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's funny because I knew so little about the original because it'd been like 20 years since I played the original. Yeah. So I spent most of that remake being like, did this happen? I have no, no idea. Yeah. So I think this will be more clear when they take diversions from the historical canon. I know there's one event in particular that is supposed to occur within the timeline of this second game. Yes. That will be the big talking point that is sure to be spoiled in about 30 seconds. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, 30 seconds on this podcast, right? In yeah. 30 seconds. No, we'll be nice. Well. We'll um, be nice. The, uh, uh, yeah, I hope that, you know what they should do with those since they're like playing around with uh, history and, and that this sort of timelines and whatever. They should do, they should like make it into a verse, you know, Final Fantasy. Just like, just like uh, make them all in the universe. Do the multiverse oh. thing everybody's doing. I thought I mean, you meant I've, like a rap. What? I thought you Not meant like they're going to rap it. No, no, no. Like they should like put them all in one thing. Like there should be a dimension multiverse spanning event where they got to go into all the different Final They've Fantasies. done that in like oh, the mobile Juice, have games I got about 50 iOS <laughs> games for you. <laughs> yeah. You're no, I don't want to do that. I want it to be a real one, and there's only this one Final Fantasy series. That's oh, what it. about yeah, that, uh, Dissidia? That's that's gonna blow your fucking it, gourd. This baby. will definitely help with the cogency of Final Fantasy, is yeah, by absolutely. trying to bridge good, them good. all together. Absolutely, it will. Let's tie them um, all up. Should we go to a, a quick break? Yeah, let's take a break, yeah, and we have that. a bunch more games to talk about. I'm very excited. This episode of the Best Needs is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so. You know, there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech, you know? 
the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? I'm not going to pull that nonsense. Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Can I talk about one? I haven't picked one. Oh, yeah, please. Um, Dragon's Dogma 2 was definitely on my list. That's huge for me. Uh, I want to talk about one that I'm... Really, really hoping get my hands on this year. Hades too. Yeah. Uh would love to see Hades is easily my like time spent like the game I've spent the most time with. It is the only game that I could think of. I've played for over a hundred hours. Maybe Slay the Spire is like up there because I've played a fucking lot of that. But Hades was like such a big time sink, and the way it developed over time. It was so good from the launch and just kept getting like more and more reasons to go back and play through it again and experience it again. And it was almost like a roguelike sort of progression that was happening on a meta level where like you're seeing these new items appear and these new storylines and new dialogues and everything. I just I just love Hades so much. I love the way it sounds. I love the way it looks. I love the characters. I love it all. So I'm really, really excited for for this to to come hopefully in like a some sort of beta situation that i can yeah so i think this game will we will see this game come out this year in early access or whatever format it is i guess the question i have for you is would you see yourself spending a lot of time with the early access version of hades 2 or do you think you would prefer to wait until it's out uh i would i think i'm just gonna hop in the moment that someone lets me you know, yeah. like the second that I have the ability to do so, I think I will definitely do it. It has been a freaking long time. I mean, like Hades launched early access December 2018 uh, so with wow. the VGAs, yeah. if you remember. Yeah. Um, and, and, and what it was, I think we voted at Game of the Year, what was that, 2020? I believe that's right. Yes. It launched in 20, in fall of 2020. Yeah. Um, and then it came to consoles on. Uh, like August of 2021, but it was on, mm. on windows fully out September, 2020. So it's been like, I mean, three and a half years since the proper release, five and a half years since it, uh, you know, or five years since it like actually, uh, came out. So I feel like it's, you know, it's a long time for a studio that size. Yeah. You know, it takes a while counting that money. Yeah. Yeah, sure. man. I, 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 I yeah. I've... I find now that my gaming time is so much more restricted than it was even, you know, back in 2018. He says I, as he considers playing Final Fantasy Remake again. 
And beating Yakuza and beating like a Yakuza. hero. <laughs> now that my gaming time is limited, I have to be very judicious. Uh, he has to spend time with uh, Henry and, oh, what's the other one? Ah, dang it. And <laughs> I will say that mm. I have space in my gaming diet for a game like this. And You're going to find not, a way. I have not had one. Well, I'm saying I like to have like a, a sort of roguelike that doesn't require a lot of uh, reading and you know, story memorization and shit. Uh, because I do play games like Yakuza Infinite Wealth or whatever the fuck. Uh, I like to have one that I can just kind of vibe with. Uh, Isaac is this for me most of the time. So I'm I'm looking forward to having a new one of those. I was I was playing, uh, this will come up later in honorable mentions, but I was playing, uh, what is this game called? It's called Death Must Die, which I know Justin had mentioned a, a while back. And it kind of made me wonder, is there like a sub mode of Hades 2 where they try to do the like vampire survivors thing? It would kind of be fucking sick. It would be pretty tight. I don't know if that is the direction they would. It is a very, I don't think it is necessarily, but I don't know. I There is an element to which because of Hades being like very consistent runs where, you know, each run could take a good chunk of time, 20 to 40 minutes long. There's something that kind of is like, ah, I wouldn't mind having like a shorter, more bite-sized version of that while still maintaining the mechanics at work. But, you know, what is we'll it? See. What is Death Must Die? I've never heard of that. Oh, well, we can cover it in honorable mentions. It's a game that's already out, so I don't All think right, it perfect. counts. Sounds good. I just, you said I recommended it. I've never I thought it. you did, but maybe, no. maybe I'm mistaken. Um, hey, also coming out very soon. Uh, man, I got to tell you, the first two months of this year are very JRPG heavy for yours truly so that's gonna be that's gonna be tough uh persona 3 reload uh a a remake in the style of the more modern persona games uh of persona 3 which was sort of the first of the persona games that really blew up i would say on a sort of more mainstream level it helped that they made um a, a portable version i believe for the psp i believe this is before vita uh, and I think it lacks some of the charm. Uh, certainly it lacks some of the charm of, of four and five. Um, but you know, maybe they'll have a chance to kind of punch that up, but it's, it's just like persona three, but with a, a lot of sort of, uh, gameplay contrivances and, uh, evolutions that five added. And, uh, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Cause it's been forever since I've played that game. Um, and famously, this is the game where they shoot themselves in the head, correct? Yes, that is how they get the uh, monsters to come out of their bodies. Okay, so do you envision them changing that in any way? No fucking way, no way. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it is it is about. I mean, it's the thing you knew about the game, so That's it'd be true. wild for them to uh, to to change that now. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, I I man, I really am hankering for some Persona, uh, especially after playing whatever it was, Persona, not Strikers. What was the strategy one that we just did? Oh, Persona Tactica. Yeah, clearly it didn't leave the sort of indelible impression in my mind that I was, uh, that I, that I crave from the Persona series, but I am optimistic that, um, that Persona 3 Reload will do that. I believe it's out like early February, February 2nd. So Yeah, that's pretty soon. Yeah, so I'll have about a week to finish Infinite Wealth and then about three weeks to finish Persona 3. And no then problem. off to Final Fantasy. No problem. No problem. He's a cake. No problem at all. Easy. Um, I put one on here that's just for fun. 
I don't even know about this game. This is from what? Alone in the Dark? I mean, I know about the series, but there's a new Alone in the Dark game oh, coming. Okay, buddy. This one is like my called shot, shot the dark. Because if it comes out and is good, I'm going to look like a freaking genius. <laughs> <laughs> Alone in the Dark, new survival horror. You know, they're rebooting it. We got uh, Jodie Comer. And, Holy shit. And David Harbour as Emily Hartwood and uh, Edward Carnby <laughs> heading to the manor to, to investigate the de- disappearance of Emily's uncle. It's third person, starring David Harbour and Jodie Comer. I don't need I just, anything else. That know, is right? all I like, fucking need, man. Maybe who knows the is uh you know the creator of the series Frederick Renal, according to uh Wikipedia, gave his blessing and said it get, did a great job of preserving the core feeling from the original game. So who knows? I don't know. They made Magicka too. <laughs> uh, and they started developing this five years ago. They've made some Titan Quest DLC and Magicka 2. People like Magicka. Magicka's cool. And it came out uh, in 2015. So it's been about nine years since these cats have shipped something. I so mean, what's cool go. is like, I have no baggage whatsoever. Like, I know it's scary. But like, that's it in terms of me knowing anything about the backstory of this franchise or anything. The last one was 2015, uh, Alone in the Dark Illumination. That and nobody hated. Liked, now, right? Nobody yeah, no liked, liked it. it. Yeah, I am terrible. I am actually looking at Steam right now. There is Alone in the Dark Prologue, which came out last May, and I did huh. not know about. Which is, I and guess, that, that like is. from the same developer. Yep. Uh, pieces, pieces interactive. Pisces, I think. Maybe pieces. <laughs> Pisces. 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 <laughs> Pretty sure it's pieces, but. Um, yeah, yeah, which uh, to me, just going on the title, Guys, I think it's probably is that the same word and we're just now discovering it? Is I, this like a big deal that we need to tell everybody about that these are the same word? No, Pisces is spelled completely differently. Pisces has an sure S it's in. Pisces. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's fucking No, that pieces. looks like Pieces. It looks like Pieces Interactive. <laughs> we can all agree that Pisces would be a better name, right? Okay, I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and do my last one here. Spell Pisces then. This is my cold shot because I think it is pretty unlikely. That this game it's not coming out this year. Game. Okay. No way. Oh, listen to Russ. Zero chance. Uh, I'm talking about Light No Fire, the new jam from Hello Games. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. You don't think you don't think it's at all possible that this is... Uh, I will say Hello Games themselves. Uh, who's the guy? Who's the Hello Games guy? You know, the danger? guy from... Well, <laughs> uh, Sean... Danger. Sean Murray. Sean, Sean Murray danger. said that they, they wanted to keep Sean a tighter Murray. sort of marketing cycle. On Light Night. Uh, hey, Griff. No kidding. <laughs> like, I would bet. I would bet you probably don't want to l- burn your life to the fucking ground again, Sean. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I am. T- Sean, your whole studio fluid and it was the, it flooded and it was the second worst thing that happened to you all that year. Like, you absolutely do not want to have the same marketing cycle. <laughs> I think, I think we'll get this one in early access. I think it's going to be a fun uh, open world you know, survival game, like in in the style of uh, No Man's Sky. The trailer looks dope. The idea of like a fantasy uh, version of kind of No Man's Sky set on a fantasy earth uh, sounds tight as hell. And I- It's as big as earth. As big as earth. Okay, well, maybe the marketing cycle has already begun on this one, which is unfortunate, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I really love this genre and it's been a while- uh, since I've gotten really into it. I got really enjoyed playing Grounded with you guys. Was that last year or the year before? Um, I think it was the year before. 
I love this sort of survival base building uh, thing. That V, uh, the vampire game where you built your own castle. That was that was cool too. And No Man's Sky, which oh, I think we yeah. all we all dipped into. Now Hallow is also fun. Yeah, I, I am. I am. Uh, I am craving, actively craving, like right now, uh, a game in that genre. And I think Light No Fire is going to come out in the next two three months. <laughs> Scratch that itch for me, baby. It's going to be on the demo disc with Hollow Knight Silk Song, and I can't wait. <laughs> it's interesting that you think. I guess it. I guess No Man's Sky has those survival mechanics, but I don't think of No Man's Sky as that anymore. As much as a, you have this enormous whatever randomly generated galaxy, but more more interesting is that you have this big toolkit of options where you can base build or buy ships or trade or blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And that, I think, is more of a draw for me because I've seen how No Man's Sky has evolved. Yes. And specifically, like, the on-the-ground stuff has evolved in really cool ways that I think if they focused an entire game about the -the on-the-ground stuff and how you can, like, like really build intricate stuff with multiplayer, like, kind of leading the charge... I think it has the potential to be one of the best I, games. Yeah, I mean, of I don't, the year it comes out. The survival mechanics of No Man's Sky are not. I mean, I turn them off. Yeah, I turn yeah. them so off. So that's too. not my jam. But I like base building in basically any game that allows me to do it. Um, and that's, I mean, I guess I just play most games in this genre as Animal Crossing in that regard. So, um, uh, but yeah, Light Light No Fire. Uh, I think it looks really great. And I love fantasy shit. Is it in the galaxy of, like, is it in the universe? Well, No Man's Sky incorporates the whole of existence. So, yeah. I mean, it's got to be. Well, you know what I mean. The branding. The the icon is, like, similar, yeah? Yeah, the the branding is similar. Uh, People have made speculations. If I had to guess based on the icon, it kind of looks like a prequel of No Man's Sky. If you could make any sense of the narrative of No Man's Sky, good luck. It's the easiest thing in the world to do to just be like, yep, it's in space, too. Yeah, (laughs) like, it's it's there in space. It's before they figured out spaceships. They just, Technically, we're all in space all the time. Mm. Um, What about this last one here that's on the list we haven't touched on? Yeah, this uh, game is called Animal Well. Um, oh, yeah. It's fr- from a developer called Shared Memory. Uh, Billy Basso is the uh, kind of creative uh, lead on it. And the game is a 2D... Uh, I think... Uh, I, I played an early version of it like a year or two ago. And it felt like a 2D take on like the tunic idea of like... It kind of Metroidvania-y, but it's filled and filled with puzzles. So there's like you're constantly stumbling upon things that are like very kind of opaque, tricky to figure out puzzles. And all of this is presented in like really, really gorgeous pixel art, great soundtrack, and just like a very cool vibe to it. This probably got the most attention because it's the first game that uh, Video Game Donkey will be publishing as part of his uh, publishing arm that he launched. So Big Mode. I, very big Mode, name. which is the name of the publisher. But uh, what I played was really dope. I actually stopped playing intentionally just because I thought that I wanted to play, you know, the final version of it. But I think if you're into those sorts of games that are like very puzzle-centric 2D platformers, this should scratch that. I mean, it's got some Metroidvania heat to it, it looks like. Yeah, it does. You'll find like upgrades that'll allow you to explore more of the map and then you'll access more puzzles and stuff like that. I, it's not a Sakabon game. Like it's, it is more of an adventure <laughs> exploration game, but yeah, the aesthetic I think it'll is be dope. fucking rad also. It's like yeah. uh, CRT scan line uh, neon. Yeah, like neon kind of yeah. vibe to it. 
it's it looks really really cool cool well that's all the games I think that's I, uh, th- this list we should say i feel like feels super even more so than past years like super light like there's it, it feels to me like the year well, last year we got a glut of absolute heavy hitters i mean we knew that tears of the kingdom was coming uh on on the list last time notably Baldur's gate 3 was not on any of our lists last, I mean, there you go right year, so. i think that well, was, was because it was out, so it's like a in weird. early access so we like but uh, you know you're right like we didn't really look to the final version as being this like ultimate moment which it ended up being um i do think there's there's a significant thing that we're missing on this list and that is and i'm certainly not promising that this is going to happen but it's looking decently likely. It. Look, it's looking decently likely that if the Switch Two launches, obviously there will be games that launch alongside the Switch Two. Yeah. My guess being Metroid Prime Four and the uh, next follow-up to uh, Super Mario Odyssey, which Jesus would be a fucking God, baller lineup for yeah. a launch of a, a console. And if so, if that happens, you know, yeah, we would add a few more. But I think right now there's just like a lot of opacity around release dates for the for the coming uh, year. Yeah. Well, a, a couple quick quick ones that I are not like huge on my list but I did want to like mention real quick. Um Prince of Persia? Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that looks good. I also wanted to mention cuz I didn't know it existed until yesterday looking at this list. And February 28th they're doing a Brothers remake. Uh Brothers a Tale of Two Sons. If you haven't played that game, don't look into it, don't read anything about it, just on February 28th, go play it because it is a masterpiece. And I have not liked that cat's other games after that one. Uh, I did not like it's the same developer behind um, It Takes Two and oh, what's the what's the name of it? Um, Where they the escaped from jail. One? Yeah, they say No Way they, Out. No, it's called They Escaped from Jail. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's not No Way Out. It's They Escaped from Jail. Uh, but Brothers, <laughs> Brothers A Tale of Two Sons, uh-huh. the remake, February 28th. Go play that. You know what I think the key was for brother, Brothers, why it's uh, so regarded? What? No talking. Uh, True. That's, yeah. I mean, I, I like that, that a lot. Uh, um, I'm also, I am looking forward to Paper Mario, Thousand sure. Year Door remake coming out. Uh, I never played that game. Do you all have a, uh, uh, like, called, like, long shot, like, that you don't think would be out this year, but you've been looking forward to for a long time? Hollow Knight, Silk. Yeah, Hollow I mean, that's, like, Silk. an <laughs> obvious one. Um, mine is perennially skin deep. I feel like Blendo Games will release another game at some point. It has been, like, six years since the last Blendo Games game, uh, and it's been eight years since Quadrilateral Cowboy, uh, which which skin deep is sort of the follow-up to. But, I, I'm, I mean, I know that that's not a... I don't know. They've been really quiet. It probably seems like the size of developer where they probably have day jobs and stuff like that. But I, I would, I would love a new Blendo Games game. Cool. Uh, do we have any oh other, Visions of uh, Mana? Also, there's a new fucking Secret of Mana game that got announced at the yeah, uh, man. Game Awards. Looking forward to that. I'm increasingly. Do you guys find this increasingly challenging? This 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 process. I feel like uh, it used to be a lot more concrete. I feel like going into not only like when games would ship, but like what games. I feel like it's. Uh, I get surprised a lot more often. You know what Which I mean? Which is By, great. I mean, it, 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 for sure. I'm not complaining. Things yeah. have yeah. things have certainly democratized. I would say now that E3 is like officially dead, dead and gone. There used to be, I would say, like four to five pretty big checkpoints throughout the year where just people would announce their shit. And E3 was the big one. Tokyo Game Show, Gamescom, um, uh, maybe PAX to a lesser extent. Uh, the Game Awards are certainly that now. 
and then you didn't really get a lot of big sort of uh, waves of announcements between those. Now that like a lot of those aren't the big deal anymore and publishers and developers are doing their own events, like it, it's it, you just don't have the kind of docket at the beginning of the year that you used to. Yeah, I also think people realize that like there's value in not necessarily talking about your game until like three months before it's out. Sure, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, y'all been getting into anything else that's worth chatting about? Well, I wanted to mention Death Must Die, which I indicated earlier. I played just a little bit of it. It's it's still in early access. It is a vampire survivors like. Reason I mention it in the context of Hades Two is that it has very Hades. Uh, inspirations tied to it as you're playing and you level up instead of just getting like whatever random sub weapons like you do in vampire survivors you're getting boons from gods and choosing between the boons and the gods are you know all sexy and they have like advice and thoughts about the other gods it's like very hades um but aesthetically it kind of pulls from the diablo look and feel and uh, but in a it's way just that really like cool. turns you on because you you talked about sexy. It was it's like it's kind of like an like an erotic kind of thing. <laughs> is it erotic for you? Is it an erotic kind of game? You just you know a lot. Of, I find like a lot of things times. erotic. I yeah, find you guys erotic at times. Huh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, it's a cool game. I, I it's just been cool to see how this genre has evolved in different ways uh, from where it started and and how people are kind of making it better and better with each iteration. Um, Fucking, let me just say, Halls of Torment is on sale, at least it was last I checked, you. for like $4. And I've spent... I think it's the best one of those from last year. Fair? I think it is, too. Yeah, I don't yeah. think there's another one that's close. Like, Halls of Torment's great, and it keeps getting better. Yeah. Um, I played through all of the Gnorp epilogue. Um, oh, man, that's what I was going to talk about, too. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, okay, I, I mean, we can both talk about it. It's, it's, a, it's great. It is a great little game. I, I am surprised by... I feel like I beat it real fast, and that is not usually. Maybe I'm so used to like iOS incremental games, which are designed to keep you playing forever and ever and ever. The Gnorp Apolog has a ending, and it's uh, not impossible to get to. I think I got, I think I completed my run in like seven hours, which is which is I feel like for a game like this, pretty pretty fast. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a great game. Well, Did I, you play that on Steam Deck? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it works really well on Steam Deck. I was surprised uh, because it is, you know, very much cursor control, but there's like shortcuts yeah. to hop between all of your different like upgradable buildings and stuff like that. So it is, it is very achievable on Steam Deck. Um, I, I've also been playing uh, Undertale with Henry. Uh, he really wanted a laptop for Christmas so he could be a sweaty Fortnite gamer in his own words. <laughs> Uh, he does not play Fortnite, but he has certainly been starting to, uh, but he has gotten really into Undertale and, uh, the, the humor of that game really hits with him and the characters in that game. He is like really very into Sans and Papyrus and, you know, the whole, the whole crew there. Um, and I also dipped into Binding of Isaac to, I had like two characters left to unlock. I've, I've done that. Now I don't really know what to do next, but. That's it. You got to get good. all the completion marks for all the characters. No, I won't be doing that. But I do, uh, <laughs> like I said, like I, I, I like just having a sort of idle, uh, not idle. It's very, you know, you have to focus on it quite, quite intensely. But, uh, you know, a game that you can just pick up and play for 15 minutes, which is like. Have you tried Halls of Torment, Griff? 
Uh, you know, I did. I didn't really get super duper into it, but mm. you, the way you all talk about it makes me feel like I should, I should uh, give it another swing. I've been asked by Plant to say this. I watched Lair of the White Worm, the Dracula adaptation that replaces bats with snakes. Hugh Grant and Peter Capaldi pair up to hunt a literal succubus. It's just as good as that sounds. Was that your Chris? You, it sounded like you yeah. half did a plant. Very voice. mild. I didn't want to get into parody, but okay. it was like a tasteful. Yeah, you know, it was an homage. Um, I so that sounds good. I'll probably go watch that. It sounds that's an old movie, right? Like a super I don't know. old movie. It's definitely a sad movie or a like a bleak movie because Plant brought it, but I don't that's know how true. old it is. Um, yeah, I it came out in 1988. No, it didn't. It did. Are you kidding? Yeah, it's an old movie. God, Plant. Killing me, man. Just these old, dusty, old, ratchety movies. <laughs> they can't even get it. Can't even watch it. It's on VHS. Hey, Hugh listen. Grant. And I'll watch Yeah, it. they must have been so young back then. I want to see what young Peter Capaldi looks like. Probably, it's right. Sounds like a sexy movie, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> young Hugh and Young Pete. And a Succubus. Succubi. Heck yeah. Um, I went and saw Godzilla Minus One Ooh. in the theater, which is a new movie-ish like, it was, like, going out of my theater, but maybe you got another shot or two this week to go see it. And it is, uh, I've never watched, like, a, a Japanese Godzilla movie before. I have no, like, connection to the source material. I, you know, I watched the friggin', the two U.S. ones that I thought were pretty good. Um, and uh, the, Not the, the Matthew old, Broderick one no, you're no, talking no, no, about. No, no, that one was quite bad. The new uh, ones. Yeah. Godzilla Minus One kicks ass. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, um, here's what is, here's the pitch. Okay. Godzilla's a real piece of shit. Like he's a real asshole and he, yeah. and he attacks all these people cause he's a real dingus and it's post world war two Japan and Godzilla is, has like made an attack on this small fishing village and he's going to do it again. And they say that the Japanese government is too afraid of inflaming tensions between the U S and the Soviet union. So they're not going to launch their military. So this, like, basically, this, like, village of people has to, like, kill Godzilla. Okay. They decide they're going to kill Godzilla. So many questions. First of all, how do they know what Godzilla is going to do? Like, how do they know he's going to do it again? Because he's a, he's a, first of all, he's got patterns. He's got, they they have a science answer in there. Do they, do they have a shared Google calendar? No, but he has a pattern. He's Godzilla. <laughs> like they're and they draw him in. They draw him in with some fake uh, Godzilla noises. Actually, uh, so like a Jaws situation. Yeah, I don't. You're making me give away all these great plot details. Uh, Anything sorry, else you want to challenge curious. me on? <laughs> How much it kicks it, ass to watch Godzilla? It, that, that man, wow! It sounds great. I I did want to see it. I there. Uh, I know that this is a movie, right? And you know, movies end a certain way, right? Yeah. Like Godzilla is probably gonna not win right maybe i was going into the end of this movie thinking how the fuck are these guys gonna kill godzilla and it is uh awesome i to say that uh here's my review at the end of the movie i stood up and turned to the people behind me and said please don't tell anyone that i cried during godzilla and walked (laughs) out of the theater wow (laughs) that was how that was it was great yeah that sounds dope well see in a theater if you can if you can if you can uh, I think we did it. I want to thank the following people for writing reviews for Besties on Apple Podcasts. We have Quote War, we have Not Cool Bro, and we have Cowgirl Caviar. Thank you for writing reviews for Besties on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to everyone who has shared the show or subscribed to the newsletter, which is still going strong and keeps growing week after week. Uh, we're very, very proud of it. Uh, you can go to besties.fan to subscribe to that. 
We'll probably have some free uh, game codes coming sometime this year. Uh, and next week we have two games to talk about. Yeah, we're going to do Avatar, Mists of Pan- Frontiers of Pandora. Not Mists. Is it Mists? Frontiers of Pandora. Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora, and Little Gamer Game, Little Gator Game, the 2023 uh, uh, erstwhile <laughs> game of the year. I think it came out in 2022. No kidding, really? Oh, it's yeah. worse. Uh, December but- 2022. So it wasn't eligible that year. Yeah. But we probably should have voted it it's last great. year and just missed it. Sorry. Uh, so we're going to talk about two great games, and it'll be a really fun discussion. I'm looking forward to it. P- please join us again next time for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Besties!